What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of 101 Sports and Cards. As always, I'm Nathan Hall, and with me, Jared Trish. What's up? So we're going to start off in the NFL. Did not have any news in the NFL until this morning when this news broke, that the Panthers are trading a fifth-round pick in 2024 to the Browns for your favorite player, Baker Mayfield. Do you like this for the Panthers? No. They can't get any orders. That fifth-round pick's would end up on Baker, though. They couldn't get any orders. I mean, no. their quarterbacks are Matt Corral and... Uh, Sam Darnold. I'm still a big believer in Sam Darnold if he went to an actually relevant team that the Panthers are not because they have a college coach. Here on to the association. The biggest news of the week, Kevin Durant requests a trade out of Brooklyn. Of course, he. the list of teams that he wants to go to are the Suns and the Heat. So the top two teams in the East and West. Top two teams in the NBA. Is this a good move for KD? Yeah, because Kyrie's going to leave. He doesn't want to be stuck by by himself. Well, Kyrie actually opted back in, saying he was going to stay, and then KD was like, no. So I think it'll be a good move for KD. I think it's a terrible move for his legacy if he goes to one of these teams. He don't care about his legacy. He's already had no legacy. Because his two championships don't count. This one hurts. DeJounte Murray was traded to the Hawks for Danilo Gallinari and four first-round picks. Of course, Danilo got cut. He is right now a free agent. Wants to sign with either the Celtics or the Heat. Would you want him to be a Celtic? Guys would be good off the bench because we need some bench help. Yes, you do. A lot of guys re-signed. Bradley Beal re-signed with the Wizards for some reason. He just doesn't want to win. The Bulls re-signed Zach Levine to a max. Kat, Jokic, Ja, Devin Booker, Zion, and Darius Garland all signed an extension with their respective teams. Any of these that you didn't like that re-signed. Like, for the money. The only one that I'm going to say is Zion. Yeah. Because he got absolutely paid. But I still see Zion being a good player, and apparently the Pelicans do too. And they better hope that it pans out. The Lakers have been making a lot of moves in free agency. They get Lonnie Walker from San Antonio. Uh, They also signed Thomas Bryant today. Former Laker went to the Wizards, now back with L.A. And they're also in the running for Kyrie. So I I feel like if the the Lakers have done a lot to improve – the bench, because, I mean, their bench was terrible. I mean, their whole team was terrible, besides LeBron. Jalen Bronson signed with the Knicks for, like, four years, $106 million. The most ever for a player who's never been an All-Star. Is this a bad move for the Knicks? No, that's a great move. No, I'm kidding. This is terrible. Are the Knicks the worst organization in basketball? Yes. Yes, they are. I am so sorry if you're a Knicks fan. The Bulls, along with the re-signing Zach Levine, signed Andre Drummond, and they also got Goran Dragic. So some two guys that'll intertwine nicely in Chicago. I see Chicago being a very good team this year. They could also trade Vucevic out. Been looking at that. Of course, they were going to trade for Rudy Gobert, but instead the Timberwolves traded for Rudy Gobert, and what I believe will go down as the worst trade of all time. Because the Timberwolves absolutely got fleeced by the Jazz. They get Rudy Gobert. The Jazz get Malik Beasley, Pat Bev, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, Leandro Bomaro, and four first-round picks. So not only do they get three solid young players in Beasley, Kessler, and Vanderbilt, along with Leandro Bomaro, he never played with the Timberwolves, or never really played at all, 
But And then you also get a defensive beast in Pat Bev. But you also get four first-round picks for Rudy Gobert. Do you like this? Because I don't, and I want you to go first. Because you, everybody should know how I feel about Rudy Gobert. Rudy's not worth four first-round picks and all those other people. Rudy's not good. That's Rudy's not Rudy and Cal are not gonna work together well. So good job, you Minnesota. You tried, but you failed. Thing is, the Timberwolves were very close to being a great team in the West. And then you trade away your whole bench, basically, and four future first round picks. What do they think? This is the eighties? Two centers aren't gonna work. For one, in today's NBA. It's also not gonna work because one of them can play defense. Somewhat, and Rudy Gobert, he does not deserve three defense part of the years. He deserves zero. And Cat can't play defense. He's a terrible defender. On the other side, you have Cat, great scorer. Rudy Gobert can't make a shot with outside outside of a foot in the paint. So this is a terrible move for the Timberwolves. Of course, they were also looking for trading for Kevin Durant, and they were refusing to give up Anthony Edwards or Cat, which makes it basically impossible for them to trade for him. Because I'm pretty sure that if they were offering D'Angelo Russell, the Nets are like, no, we had him before. We don't want him back. Yes. <laughs> so, just terrible. Other trades that happened, the Hawks traded Kevin Herter to the Kings. Your Celtics got Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers. Are you happy about that? Yeah. Very solid player. Of course, it's not. Played a lot over the last few years. He's been hurt. But when he's actually on the court, he's a good player. He's a great player. Two big free agents left. Colin Sexton, DeAndre Ayton, still have yet to be signed. Ayton is in a weird situation right now. He could re-sign, and the Suns are actually looking at a sign-and-trade to him to go to the Nets, along with Mikel Bridges and multiple first-round picks for KD. I don't like that for the Suns. I don't like giving up Mikel Bridges. He played a lot of defense on that team. And honestly, you, I wouldn't want to give up the future. Because mm-hmm. they've done a pretty good job developing through the draft since everybody on that team has been developed to the draft besides Chris Paul, who came as a free agent. And you just give it all up for Kevin Durant. And I really don't think Katie and Devin Booker will go well because Devin's a ball hog and so is Katie. Yes. And also, Kevin Durant's getting up to an age. Yeah. I mean, this team's young. They're going to be good for years to come, even once Chris Paul retires in the next two, three years, which I see him retiring. I mean, he's getting very up there in age. So a great player. But if you're going to – I know Aiton's not going to resign. He already said he's not going to resign. Sign and trade for somebody else. Sign and trade for picks. Young. Sign and trade for young guys. I mean, there's a team out there that wants him. The Spurs are one of them teams. Could have got the Jante. They could have. That would have been nasty. What do you play? Did you get Chris Paul at the point? Probably shooting guard. You slide Devin Booker. The small? Yeah. So they're playing small lineup. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to play a small lineup anyway. Without Aiton. Yeah. Miles Bridges had everything. Everything going right for him. Pistons offered him a contract. The Hornets wanted to re-sign him. And now nobody wants him. Because he was arrested last week for domestic violence against his wife. Will Miles Bridges ever play in the NBA again? No. Thank you for saying that. No, he won't. And for one, he shouldn't. He should be banned from the NBA. Because what he did was completely wrong. You beat up your wife. That's bad enough. But then you do it in front of your two kids. Actually, I don't even know if it was his wife. I think it was his baby mama. Because, you know, he's already been divorced and couldn't see the other kid. Which everybody was like, oh, this is wrong. Maybe that's why he couldn't see his other kid. He's mean. 
So, Miles, I loved you as a player. I thought you were very good. You were very fun to watch. But I hope you never step foot on the hardwood again. And instead, continue to make crappy raps. Because you're a terrible rapper. Just like you're a terrible person. Then on to the Summer League. Chet starred in his Summer League debut last night. He scored 23 and set the record for the most blocks in Summer League history with six. He also had seven rebounds, four assists. He is a star in the May. I know you're not a big Chet fan. It's also summer league. They're playing against forty-year-olds and nineteen-year-olds. But th- this this Thunder team is going to be so good. I saw a thing today where if they wanted to go a huge lineup, it looked like a two K lineup. Yeah. Giddy, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Usman Jang, who they just drafted. You also have Chet, who they just drafted, and then also Paku, the shortest player on that six-eight. That's Giddy. That's unbelievable. No, Shea's short. Shea's like six-four. No, he's not. I don't think Shea's like 6'8". He's around there. That's what I saw today. So This lineup's going to be very good. I still think Chet is going to be good as long as he can develop, get some muscle on. He needs to go on that Giannis, that Giannis workout method. Because, you know, he looks like Giannis when Giannis entered the league, except smaller. And you see Giannis now. He's built. Chet needs to do this. Not good. Chet also hit four threes last night, so... He'll be a solid player. Keegan Murray's also been tearing it up in the summer league. A lot of people were down on Keegan Murray. I don't know why he scored like 20 points in all but one game in the summer league so far. And he's continued to be a great three-point shooter, which people knew that he would. I knew that he would. He deserved to be the fourth pick overall. And the Kings were actually right drafting him as long as they don't completely screw him up. Which they probably will because it's Sacramento. Although Trenton Williams did Tyrese Halborn. Yeah. Which is still the dumbest move of all time. Another guy that I was high on, Nikola Jovic, who was drafted to the Heat, dropped 25 points last night and shot like 6 of six and 9, something like that, from 3. He's going to be a very good player. Real question is, will he get playing time on the Heat? NBA 2K has announced their cover stars. Devin- Why about 2K? Because nobody cares about 2K. Everybody cares about 2K. Devin Booker is on the cover of 2K23. Did he deserve it? Sure, whatever. No, he did not. Who did? Giannis! Giannis is already on it. For one, they, they had a perfect opportunity if you wanted to go, like, since Jordan's on the the Legend Edition for 23, if you want the main, if you want a number 23, put LeBron on it. And then, of course, the WNBA Edition is Diane Taurasi and Super. GameStop exclusive, so if you want that, you gotta go to GameStop. Unfortunately. Yay. Moving on to baseball. Max Scherzer made his return against the Reds last night. Struck out 11 in his return from the I.O., but they ended up losing in Mets fashion. one to nothing as the Reds walked it off. So, hey, your Reds actually got a win. Yay. Unlike my Nationals, who've lost, like, seven straight. The Astros have won eight straight. Are they the best team in the A.O.? Yeah, I knew they always was. Thank you. Thank you for saying They're more that. consistent than the Yankees are. They're going to make it farther than the Yankees will. The, the Astros have also... Did you see Christian Javier the other day? Yeah. After he threw, threw the, basically the whole no-hitter, although they took him out. In the next game, he just comes in, allows one hit over seven, and strikes out 14. He's not even a starter for them. They put him as a starter because somebody else is hurt. It's safe to say he's probably going to be a starter the rest he of the He needs year. to be. The Dodgers get back on track with the weekend series win over the Padres, which they almost swept them until the Padres won the final day. Of course, they got Mookie back. Unfortunately for them, Chris Taylor is going to be put on the I.O. after fouling a ball off of his foot and fracturing it a few days ago. Updated All-Star ballots. 
This one came out today. These are the starters as of right now through voting. The percentages in the AL. If you don't agree with any of these, just interrupt me. AL catcher. I said center. This is not. Wow. Catcher, Alejandro Kirk. First base, Vlad no. Jr. Second base, Jose Altuve. Shortstop, Tim Anderson. No. Third base, Devers. Outfield, Stanton. No. Trout and Judge and DH. No. Dude sucks. He's not good. So, for since your first no was Vlad, who instead? The other one. I don't know who's the other one. The other one. Yeah, I don't know who the top two or three. I have to pay attention to the All-Star ballot because it's a bunch of crap. It's useless. It's a popularity contest. I don't watch the All-Star game. I watch the home run door, but that's about it. The All-Star game is boring. Yeah. Of course, uh, Judge has already gotten voted in for the AL, so he will be a starter. Deserved it, though. My main thing is DH. Should be Yordan. It's definitely Yordan, but people... Can't be popularity. People just love Shohei for some reason. At least Yordan's on a good team. Hey, let's talk about Trout and how crap he's been. Because he's been terrible. You know, he started off the season so good, then he went on a terrible streak, then he went on a good streak, now he's back on a terrible streak. Dude's so inconsistent. Just getting a little bit old. Yeah, the injuries are also catching up to him, too. Yeah. The NL. All right, now, catcher, Wilson Contreras, first base. Goldschmidt, second base, Jazz. Shortstop, Dansby Swanson. Third base, Machado. Outfield, Jack Peterson. Ronald Acuna Jr., who's already been voted in, and Mookie Betts. And DH is Bryce Harper, although he won't be able to play. There's nothing wrong with that one. That one's all correct. The only one I am miffy about is Acuna. That's about it. And, of course, for DH, instead of Bryce, Bryce will get voted in because he has, like, 70% yeah. vote, but it will be William Contreras. Which is fine. He's been a very good ball player. Rob Manfred wants to introduce robot umpires by the 2024 season. Do you like this? Okay, I'm going to tell you this. I know we all hate watching our favorite teams get absolutely bent over on long calls. That's part of the game. Especially if it's called by Angel Hernandez. Yes. There's a way to fix that. File him. He won't have the problem. It's only him. I've nah, watched, there's other guys. Yeah, I've watched a lot of games, but a lot of them, oh, every now and then. Angel, it's like every other bench. It's off. It can hit the battery. They can't fire him, though, because then he'll sue the MLB like he's doing again right now. Well, it's because he's he's stupid. I don't like robot umpires. I don't want technology in the game. Because, yes, umpires make mistakes. It's human ale. It happens. We all make mistakes. It happens in every sport. Every sport. And you don't see the NFL wanting to go to robot umpires. You You don't see the NBA. NBA makes terrible calls. There's a lot of terrible refs in the NBA. You don't see them want to change it to a robotic system. They just put in more reviews. Yeah, and that's why they have New York for the reviews. But there's so many things that the MLB has that can't be reviewed. Yeah, which change is those balls. So stupid. Now I know you can't. Now balls and strikes. That's just that's just how it is. It's every person's zone is different. Our two-way zone is a tin can, <laughs> and. Aaron Judge. Judges is a Empire State Building. She would tell me the Wobo umpire is going to decide. The Wobo umpire is going to have one zone for everybody. So that means our two-way strike zone is going to be a freaking head to his toes. I don't like it because, one, it takes jobs away. Two, it takes the it takes the arguments out of it, which who doesn't love watching arguments? 
I love watching. We would have never got to see that Kyle Schwarber versus Angel. That was the best thing of all time. And also, what happens if the robot ump screws up? What if someone hacks into the freaking MLB thing and boom, you got the well, but umpire making moaning sounds during the game or something? I don't know. Someone hacks into it, you know? Yeah. What if the Astros hack into it? Yeah. Oh, that's boy, we don't right down the pipe. Hey, if that's Angel Hernandez, that's a call every yeah. day. I just don't like the thought of robot umpires. We've been having umpires ever since the beginning of times. Why change it now? Now I know everyone is like when they say this, it's like fifty fifty. People say yes. Get rid of these poopy umpires. No, don't change the game. It's, I don't know. I don't like it, personally, with everything you just said. The only thing I do like that they're changing is the pitch clock. I love that they're adding a pitch clock. MLB games are way too long. Yeah. And the pitchers take forever to pitch. It's like, it's not that hard to just catch the ball from the catcher after a pitch. Get set. Do your stupid little motion that all of them do. And the thing is, some of them are going to have to change it because some of, it's a 20-second pitch clock. Luis Garcia yeah. isn't going to be able to go step, sway, step, sway, step, sway, then throw the ball. You're not going to have freaking Mike Clevenger doing whatever he does. I don't even – I don't looks, even – Looks like happy feet up there. Yeah, that's the only thing I like to change. And, of course, Rob Manfred did say that he want, he does not want to be – he does not hate – he does not hate baseball, and he wants to be white. So this is why he's making all these changes. It's never a change, dude. Everybody hates you. Your mother probably hates you. I don't think there's a person in this damn world that likes you. <laughs> if you're an MLB fan, you probably want to find Rob Manfred and just tell him how you feel. Or worse. Yes, and we're not going to say that because we don't want to get demonetized. <laughs> so just, Rob, you already dug yourself a hole. You can't get out of it. Just face facts. No one likes you. You're never going to be liked again. It don't matter what you do. Nobody's going to like you. That's just how it is. Nobody likes the commissioner of sports. That's just how it is. Nobody likes Roger Goodell. Nobody, those people that hate Adam Silver, which... I don't know why. He's actually a really good commissioner. Yeah, but no one likes Manfred. No one likes the hockey one. I don't know what his name Gary is. Gary Bettman. I mean, everyone loves Dana White. I mean, who doesn't like Dana White? Because Dana White doesn't care. No. He... he you probably let people do drugs on the freaking sidelines. Yo, a sport where there's no rules. You can snort cocaine on the pitcher's mound. Instead of throwing the ball to first base, you can just tackle them. Yeah. Oh, they're going. It's a dodgeball. You throw the ball at them. Yo, we might make billions off that idea. Don't steal that. Call it ultimate sports. If I make a team, I'm getting Tony LaRusso as the manager so he can get drunk every time. Oh, yeah. He's going to give his drunk. He's going to give his players a nice Jack Daniels on the ice. How many DUIs after the game? All of them. So now this is this is terrible for baseball and robot homes. But clearly baseball wants to change stuff since their ratings just continue to fall. But they'll just continue to fall because people aren't going to like this idea. It's also going to be harder for pitchers mm-hmm. and a lot easier for batters. Because they know they have to throw it in the zone. Yeah. Because like with pitching, you can... When I pitched, I always threw outside to the right-handed battles because they would never swing at them, and I always get called strikes on them. I went through, like, so far outside. I hit the outside corner, high, low, middle. Then I throw inside and rub the belly, you know, get them off the plate a little bit, scale them, maybe tinkle the pants a little bit. You know, 80 to the inside is going to scale you a little bit. I don't know what baseball's doing. I don't think they know what they're doing either. They're killing the sport. Yo, put me in there. Put me as a commissioner. I'll make baseball great. I'm pretty sure they... Anybody would want anybody yeah. as a commissioner. Make baseball great again. I'd rather have Tony LaRusso as a commissioner. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. 
That's pushing it, man. <laughs> it would be funny doing those press conferences. It would be handled. It's like watching Joe Buck and Troy Aikman's thing on football. They'll handle it. Keep it up, though. I like it. Moving on to other sports. JT Poston led wire to wire to win the John Deere Classic. Of course, uh, Xander Shoffley won the Pro-Am, whatever that was this weekend. Uh, Tiger finished tied for 39th after shooting, I believe, four over. Something like that. So, Barbasol Championship is this weekend. I don't think there's any big guys playing in it, just like last week in the John Deere Classic. But I don't know. I don't, I don't watch golf this weekend. That's surprising. Also had to work. Tyler Reddick grabbed his first career win in the Cup Series at Road America. Good job, Tyler. I knew your time was coming. Since now, I believe, the fifth first-time winner this year. Yeah. Fourth or fifth, something like it's that. It's also the third road course. Winner that's had the first win, too. Now, 13 different winners, 16 make the playoffs. The guys who are above the cut line right now are Ryan Blaney, Martin Tricks Jr., and Christopher Bell. Right below the cut line is Kevin Harvick. Will there be more than 16 winners, first off? There's still, like, two months left of the regular season. Uh, the way the season's gone, I think they will. Some people have been struggling. Some people have not figured these calls out. Kevin Harvick has not figured this call out. He, he has the last few weeks. Yeah. He's been running a lot. So better. he's getting better, getting better. I think his first – he hasn't won this year yet, I don't think. He hasn't won in like two years. Yeah. Kevin's my my favorite. I've loved him ever since he was – since I was young. His time has come. He is an amazing driver. He's a, he's a top, I'd say, 15 driver of all time, if not better than that. His time's coming. He, if, he, if he would have moved oh, yeah. from RCR to a different yeah. team before, he would be a top 10 driver. Oh, yeah. I mean, he would have multiple championships instead of just the one. Yeah. But I believe there will be more than 16, and it's stupid. That's why I hate the new playoff system for NASCAR. That's not new anymore. So it is every person that wins gets in the playoffs? Yes. That's stupid. It should be off consistency, not just winning. So say there's 17 that win. One gets whoever, left out. Whoever won that is at the bottom of the points, which I believe right now is Daniel Suarez, he would be out. Although he's been very consistent. But the thing is, if Blaney or Truex or one of them guys don't win, and there's more, they're out. And Blaney, I believe, right now is second in points. Like second in total points, being that consistent. But if he doesn't win, and there's 16, he's out. I hate this just because of this rule. It should not be if you win, you're in. Yeah. Because, I mean. That's more than just winning. Yeah, you can win one race out of the 15. Doesn't make you good. You consistently wins championships. I mean, this this was shown a few years ago when Joey Logano won the championship. And he won what one race? He won like one or two but the whole year. Top ten. He was race. not. He was not consistent. He was not that consistent. But the guys that actually won a lot were Truex, Hamlin, Kyle Busch, and who wins the championship? Joey Logano. Last year we saw it. Kyle Larson very consistent. Had 10 wins. Denny Hamlin was more consistent. Kyle Larson wins the championship. Denny finishes second. That was good. Yeah. But this is not. I mean, you see in the past, like when Matt Kenseth won his championship in 2003. Of course, Matt Kenseth is my favorite driver of all time. He won one race the whole year. But that was when the point system was based off the whole year. And if you rank consistently, top five, top ten every week, you got points. You're going to win the championship. Yeah. That's not how it is anymore. Because right now, Chase Elliott leads, although I hate him, Chase Elliott leads the championship right now. He has two wins, but he has been the most consistent driver out of anybody. But yet when the playoffs start and he has a bad finish in round one and has to win, 
and he that doesn't happen. He's and he's eliminated. It, it's bad for the sport. I hate that they changed it to this. I liked it with the chase, where if you're going to do this, do the most consistent guys throughout the first 26 races, the last 10, just restack them up, give them the same points, no more playoff points, no more stages, where you can get the stages, stage points, playoff points, all that. If you want to do it, restack them, same point, make them be consistent in the playoffs also. And do it for 10. Don't do three races, eliminate four guys. Another three, eliminate four guys. Another three, eliminate four guys. Because I tell you right now, there's some guys in these playoffs, like, like the second round of the playoffs, which I believe, I don't know if it still is because they've changed the schedule so much, but a few years ago, it had the Charlotte Roval, Charlotte Roval in it, and they also had Talladega in it. Well, I tell you, one of them, you're probably going to get wrecked. Yeah. Possibly both. Talladega, definitely. So either way, you're screwed. Unless you win the other race in it, which it used to be Kansas. I don't think it is anymore because I think they took Kansas out of the playoffs. Do they even go to Kansas anymore? They do. Yeah, they took Kentucky out. Kentucky was a fun track. So I don't like this. They should do something that we're going to talk about next. How IndyCar does it. Do IndyCar does a full schedule. Championship is from the first one to the last one. Of course, they have a few double points races. I believe the first race is a double points race. Indy 500 is a double points race. Do this for NASCAR. Do it Daytona 500, double points. Darlington, double points. One of the Talladega races, double points. The Coke 600, double points. Do it them four races because them are the four crown jewels that they say. Do them double points. Even though Bristol. Do it the whole thing. It's also stupid that Phoenix is the last race because Phoenix is a terrible track. I loved it at Homestead. But for what, why don't you change it every year so it's not the same? Make it make or do this. Make it even more fun. Put Daytona as the first race of the season. Put it as the last race. Make Bristol. Make Martinsville the last race. That's fun. That's how it is in Dolan racing. You get the whole season. It's not like this. It's like IndyCar. If you want to, if you want to race for points and win points, you gotta be out to the fourth night. Do good and do good the whole year. Be consistent. Not. Oh, I'm gonna win two races and finish last. Of, I'm gonna win five races and you know finish like tenth and twentieth every other race. I mean, you saw it with Horvick a few years ago. He got eliminated in the second round of the playoffs after being the most consistent all year, had the most wins, and he got eliminated. Yeah, and that was when people started doubting the system. That's why NASCAR needs to go back to the drawing boards and go back to. Early 2000s, like in 2000, well, I'd say 99 to about 2004 or 5, when NASCAR was at its peak, when every single race was sold out. And you realize as soon as 2004 hit, because Kurt Busch won it that year, it was the last last season that they didn't have the chase because yeah. it was a full season. I, I like the chase personally because, I mean, 10 races, the most points that you can get. I mean, 2011 – is a great example of it. Carl Edwards was the most consistent driver basically all year, especially in the playoffs. But Tony Stewart came in, won five races out of the ten in the playoffs, ended up winning the championship. That's fun to watch. Yeah. That doesn't happen if there's three races and you get eliminated. Yeah. So NASCAR needs to do something. They need to do something anyway because they uh, ratings are ratings are actually up this year somehow. But the sad thing is, when it moved to NBC, so it moved to NBC two weeks ago, NBC got rid of NBC SN, the NBC Sports Network, and they moved it to USA. And, uh, yeah, 
race was on USA this weekend. The rest of the season, there's more IndyCar races on regular NBC that everybody can get, even if you have the antenna on the top cable. Yeah. In NASCAR, most of the races are on USA. Which people don't have. That just shows that IndyCar is more popular. Yes. Of course, Atlanta's this weekend for NASCAR. Who do you have winning? Let's see. Well, I'll go with Kevin Lovick. This is a very good try. It's the second best track besides Phoenix. So I'm going to go Atlanta. They just repaved it. It's going to be different. It's going to be someone that hasn't raced before, probably. I believe it's going to be the high side now. It's going to be, and you know the best guy at the high side, Kyle Wars. He's been struggling the last few weeks. Of course, this road course part of the schedule has just screwed a lot of guys. Yeah. I'm going Kyle Wars. He's just very good on the top because he so doesn't you're, spend calls. So you're going a new winner. Yeah. For the season. I'm going to repeat winner. I'd love to see Kevin win. I'd love to see anybody besides the same guys win. I want to see 16 different winners. I really do. I think this car's been perfect because it's made it even. There's not the same two teams. Like it used to be Hendrick and Hendrick Gibbs. Yeah. Then it was Roush. Then it was Penske. Now, now it doesn't matter what team you are. Even Pipple's up there. Trackhouse. Yeah. Trackhouse. Also, I want to get into this since ESPN just sent it out. I don't know if you saw what Noah Gregson did. I did not see. Well, at Road America this weekend in the Xfinity race, Noah Gregson decided that him and uh, trying to think of the other guy's name, can't think of it. He's not really relevant. It's not that good. He's on an underfunded team. Was having a good run. So he pushed. He was going through, going into the corner, Road America, road course. You know. Yeah. It's going to get tight. It's going to get tight, and it is a push to move. He, pu- he pushed Gregson off the track a little bit, got by him. Well, Gregson decides the next corner, Plow he's going to get right by him. He's going to wreck him on the straightaway, on a straightaway right outside of a corner. Where no one could see. Wrecks the other guy, wrecks himself. Of course, they go off the track, there's smoke everywhere, there's dust flying. Nobody can see. It was like a 20-car pileup. Everybody was pissed. Noah's done this Noah what, every every way he causes something. He's a terrible driver. He's a crybaby. I like Noah. I think he's a good driver if he could just calm. stop doing he stupid just needs to calm things. Down. Yes. It's racing. It's going to happen. Yeah. Kyle Lawson did it to uh, Chastain. You see Chastain come and hit him. That's that, like, uh, it's the same thing with how Chastain. Everybody like hates Chastain now because he's not afraid to move you. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Yes, it's racing. And then, but people are so into their ways that oh my god, if somebody hits me, I gotta hit him back. I gotta go cry. Yeah. and cry about it and take to Twitter for it because that's where everybody goes now. Take Twitter. it to the track. Leave it on the track. If you want talk get- to the other guy. Yeah, for one, because most of these when you put it on Twitter, they haven't contacted the guy. I mean, work it out. Do something. Because, for one, with that with that amount of cars, somebody could have got hurt yeah. very easily. Luckily, NASCAR's done a great job with prohibiting injuries, stuff like that. I mean, we haven't seen big injuries besides Kyle Busch's back in, like, 2013. Yeah. But, and then they don't they don't well, penalize. Newman uh, yeah. But that was... That was just... That was just a freak accident. I mean, his car just flipped upside down. He got hit in the hell. Yeah. So this is 
This is what bothers me. NASCAR does not penalize them in the race after it happens. They called him to the hole or after the race to talk to him. But then today comes around, they find him 30 driver points, 30 owner points, $30,000. For one, that's nothing for him. He already has a win. He's in the playoffs. So what does that even matter? Dale Jr. is going to pay the fine because he races for him. Yeah. But even Dale said today on Twitter that no one needs to calm down and he needs to stop doing the stupid stuff that he does. So NASCAR needs to be more consistent. If you're going to find him after the race, penalize him in the race. Yeah. Like if you wreck half the field, put him back. How many? Put him back. Hold him on people? pit road. Hold him on pit road because for somehow he was still able to drive the car even though he got hit so many times. Put him on pit road. Pit road. Hold him for a few laps. Put him back out on the track. Not that, but NASCAR is just Scott McLaughlin won at Mid Ohio for the IndyCar series. I believe it was his second career win. So IndyCar's off this weekend. They are in Toronto next weekend. F1, Carlos Sainz won the British Grand Prix, his first career win. That was not the story of the race. The story of the race was the first corner. They couldn't even make it a corner without somebody flipping. It wasn't flipping. even a corner, it was a straightaway. Yeah. It was going into it. Yeah. At the start of the race, uh, George Russell made contact with, I don't remember what his name was. Some dude. Yeah. And flipped him. He was... Just, it was. It didn't look bad. He was just sliding on top, and then he hit the gravel and went off. Yeah, and great people in the stands that, that it hit the catch fence right in front of them were videoing it. Just imagine sitting there, and a car just comes tumbling in right in front of you. It's scary because it happens that I've seen it. It's it's it's, it's scary, but it's cool. All I gotta say is, thank God for the halo. Yeah. Because if he wouldn't have had the halo, his helmet would be dragging on the ground, and he'd probably be dead. And that's also what he said after the race, is thankful for the halo because it saved his life. The halo saved a lot of people's lives. It saved Lewis Hamilton's life. Remember when all the drivers were complaining about it? Yeah. Because they couldn't see? Yeah. Well, it saved a couple lives. Yeah. IndyCar also was complaining about it. They need a halo because what happened to Justin and the it's just some Pocono got hit in the head by a tile. Yeah, got hit in the head by a tile. If you had the halo, you wouldn't. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So. Biggest story in all sports this week, though. The best athlete of all time won his fifteenth Nathan's hot dog eating contest. He almost killed somebody. Three hot dogs in ten minutes. One over second by like twenty hot dogs on a broken leg. He yeah. also choked out a protester. Joey Chestnut does it again. He's the best athlete ever. He now has eight more titles than Tom Brady has Super Bowls. And he officially broke the record for most like championships, breaking Nadal's record in tennis at whatever course. I don't know what it was, but he had 14 wins there. So Joey Chestnut is officially the greatest athlete ever. So disgusting to watch. Oh, yeah. But it's impressive. How you can down 63 hot dogs. He I, is the glizzy god. I can barely get down six hot dogs without one puke. And then to do it on a broken leg. And then take time out from <laughs> choking somebody. <laughs> so, 98% of people that bet on this bet for Joey Chestnut. I should have done it on underdog because they were running a thing on there that was like double price money. I should have bet on it. 
So, Joey, maybe you'll win number 16 next year. Most likely you will because nobody's even close to you. Like I said, they introduced a chug competition now. They chug like a gallon of lemonade. That's been a thing for a while. Oh, it's awesome. And Badlands Pokemon uh, is a freaking beast. I could beat him. No, you can't. You see me chug. You can't beat him. I'm a great chugger. You can't beat him. I'm going to enter it next year. You're going to go to Coney Island? Yep. I want to go to this. I do too. I want to get the hot dog hat and everything. <laughs> I want to dress up as a hot dog and go. <laughs> Joey might eat you. Awesome! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wim- Wimbledon. The dog did win anything. today. Yes, he did. Um, like, he beat uh, that, uh, Taylor Fritz. like Fritz. seven sets or something? Yeah. It was a tie break. Taylor Fritz gave him a good one for his money, but could not beat Nadal at the end of the day. It's just hard to beat Nadal. It is it just really. And then Djokovic. I thought Djokovic was going to lose. I did too. But he, uh, he's a goat. So they're in the semifinals. Yes. Right? So I think it's, I think it's Nadal versus Kyrgios. Please, Nadal, destroy Kyrgios. I do not like him. He's a crybaby. He cries over everything. So is Tespedes, though. But was he the one that got fined? Yeah. Dude was sissy pos because. Yeah. Like, Sissy Poss did something with the racket. Yeah. And he went and was like, I'm not going to play until they review this. And the line judge was like, screw you. Either play or forfeit. And then he just kept whining. He does always done. Every single match I've watched him, he did it against his other opponent, which I forgot what his name was. I was chewing him on. Oh, it was a a Chinese-American. I don't know his name. He was battling with him, but then Kyrgios just kept crying. <laughs> they didn't hit the line! Suck it up. You suck. That's why you haven't made it past the semifinals in your career. So basically, he is, he's the man version of Naomi Osaka. Yes. Maybe they should get married together. You better not, Kyrgios. That's my woman. Naomi's mine. She doesn't even know who you are. I, I don't care. I no, you tell her she sucks and then she can cry. I can fight Beetle. Anybody could right now because she hasn't played in like a year. She played. Not what did she play last? No, she didn't. She did. She lost first round because she's terrible. I could beat her, but yo, you suck. Play me. Just start crying. Just... Yep. There's a god tennis though. So you have anything else? No. Um. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, we get some Kevin Durant trade news happening in the next week. Hopefully it's done and over. And congratulations to the Nets for once again completely ruining their team because they already did it once when they traded with the Celtics for Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen. Yeah. And that allowed the Celtics to be what they are now because all them picks turned into Tatum and Jalen Brown and all them. And so congratulations to the Nets for once again – Screwing their team and becoming the biggest disappointment. This is the most disappointing team in yeah. NBA history. Yeah. I mean, when you put Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and this is all Kevin Durant's fault. I just like to say that. It was Kevin Durant's fault. He wanted Kyrie, knowing that Kyrie was a complete idiot. No offense to Kyrie, but you are your great player. But not very bright person. Yes. And then you wanted Harden, who put on the fat suit. Then got out of Houston, 
go there. And then Horton leaves. You also wanted to sign DeAndre Jordan to a huge contract. And DeAndre Jordan was never good. He was never good. People want to say that that Clippers team was so good with him, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. The only relevant point on that team is Chris Paul. And then, you know, they also got Blake Griffin on that team. And what did it work out in? Not even making playoffs, Holly. Getting And getting swept in the first round. And now, I, I honestly feel so bad for Ben Simmons now. Because he gets traded there. And now everybody else is on their way out. And he he tweet, he uh, put something on Instagram in his bio or something that he loves to be a net. And then Kevin Durant requested the trade, and Ben Simmons has deleted his Instagram account. So, if I'm Ben Simmons, I'm like, get me out too, because this team is going to be garbage. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We'll end on that note. Enjoy some sports this weekend. Not a lot of sports happening. You know, we're sports. You have Wimbledon. You have NASCAR, IndyCar, PGA, uh, huh? Summer League, Summer League Basketball, Baseball, and uh, WNBA, if you enjoy watching that. Woo! Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, come back here next week. Hopefully, we'll have some more news because there wasn't a lot today. We just went on a tangent. Yeah, we went on a rant about NASCAR. So, thank you guys for listening. As always, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Hope you had a great and safe July 4th. Hopefully no fingers got blown off because of file crackles. Yeah. So come back here next week as always. Have a good one.